everyone, and welcome to Sex Ed Shouldn't Suck. I'm Kaylee, and this week we are interviewing Michael Timlin, who is a comedian, butcher, and also the host of the podcast Work Sucks I Know. He is just a super genuine and hilarious and overall awesome guy, and we have such a great time talking, so we hope you enjoy. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Uh, can we start off with you sharing your pronouns and sexuality? Sure. Uh, he, him, his, and I am a straight white dude. Sweet. Cla- a classic. Yeah, <laughs> classic model. <laughs> so let's let's just let's just jump right in, just talking about your sex education experience. Uh, you know, we, we define that as, as school, parents, friends, internet, whatever. What what sticks out the most to you when you think of, of sex ed? Um, it was, I guess, school, the school version of that. Um, it's like a combo. It's like health and mm-hmm. sex ed in one, where, like, you just sort of learned about general stuff. Like, <laughs> Just out of curiosity, what part of the country... Was this in, was it in public school? This was in uh, Northeast Ohio public school. Cool. Ohio. Yeah. Nice. And okay, you said public school. What what grade did you get sex ed in? So I think we got it in fifth. I I remember in fifth, there was like a, a boys and girls night where like, I don't... Night? Really it was weird. after school? Yes. It was really <laughs> oh. weird. So, like, all of the boys went to one part of the school with their dads, and all of the girls went to another part of the school with their moms, and the boys got, like, deodorant, <laughs> and there was, like, a... I guess it would have been pre-PowerPoint, but, like, a projector of... Yeah. Like, yeah, like, uh, an early PowerPoint. Of like what's <laughs> gonna happen to With, your like, body? With like those those see through slides yes, that you put on, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, Did the um, teacher write on them with a marker? <laughs> you know, I, I blocked that whole night out of my memory. Other than you got a little deodorant, a little old spice. <laughs> and, nice. uh, the girls in my grade, uh, you know, they had their own slides, and they got, I think, like one tampon. <laughs> They didn't get deodorant? <laughs> no, I, maybe they uh, did, yeah. but As we know, women do not wear deodorant. Right. Don't no, we don't have any body odor Just at all. Actually, right. smell good. Yeah, and that so that was in fifth grade, and I don't rem- have any memories of, like, ongoing <laughs> learning in a classroom after, like, that weird night. How did your dad do? Like, why was he there, you know? Um, I think he was there because that's what they said to do, you know, like uh, right. bring your kid to this. And I, <laughs> I mean, I can't remember us talking about it at all. Um, but yeah, cool. and, then, and then I don't really remember having it taught again until 10th grade. Okay. Mm. And it, I think 10th grade was of my choosing. I think like within the four years of high school, you had to at least take it once. So like some seniors in the class, some freshmen, that sort of thing. You, so all in all, if my memory serves, uh, six months and one night, basically. <laughs> six months when I was 16 and then one night when I was however old you are in fifth grade. 
The night is so, that's so interesting that they do this after school and then they're like, how can we make this more uncomfortable for everyone involved? Oh, yes, let's invite yeah. their parents. It was, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you really want to know, there was, I don't remember how they showed it, but it had to be funny to fifth graders because I remember like an audible collective laugh when they showed like the visual representation of testicles descending <laughs> and just like boys like laughing. all at once just like yeah right <laughs> i it's i remember it being madness in that way of like uh sort of in the way dare was if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah where it's like <laughs> i guess we need to learn all this stuff but none of this feels right the way i'm yeah how old i am the way it's being taught all of it feels weird it's like they they knew that parents should be supportive of this and probably be teaching their kids stuff, but they didn't do anything to sort of facilitate any sort of conversation or like <laughs> guide people. They were just like, bring your dad to yeah. talk about testicles. I don't remember <laughs> like a booklet coming home with the, uh, yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> Maybe there was yeah. like a pamphlet, uh, our right. fathers were supposed <laughs> to do your something Your dad was with. just like, nope, not yeah. going to do that. <laughs> There's no way they can do that anymore. Like, what if, what if you have a single parent that's not of your same gender, or if you have two of the same gender? Like, yeah, I mean, there's just so many reasons why you would leave children out in that scenario. Yeah, maybe Um, they felt like I know that people will sometimes not let their kids do sex education because they don't want the you know like the government telling our kids about sex. So maybe they were like, look, we're not teaching them anything any funny business for literally like here are body parts. Now wear deodorant. Yeah. Like these kids are starting to stink. Let's get ahead of this. <laughs> I love how often deodorant is coupled with sex education. I we've right. heard that other times before. I guess it's yeah. just like a, it's a puberty thing more, I guess. Cause it doesn't sound like from what you said, the fifth grade one, they weren't really talking about sex. It was more, they did ball, like ball I, they did they did and mm-hmm. they didn't they did like they talked about the fact that like <laughs> what is happening when sperm is involved i remember mm. the word sperm and i remember seeing like you know the little minnow for the first time or whatever <laughs> and but i don't really remember like what they said you were going to do with the sperm right Gotcha. So it was like kind of biology. It was more by bi- yes, it was more yeah. biology than like um, anything about sex. Yeah. Okay. I mean, fifth grade. That's like, I don't know. I I don't know exactly what people say is like the appropriate thing for <laughs> fifth graders to learn. I, yeah. I almost am inclined to think they should learn a little bit more because in the next few years they might start getting sexual, and you kind of want to. Hit, hit that a little Headed earlier. Off the past. Yeah. 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 That sounds, honestly, that sounds like pretty good compared to what a lot of other people learned. Doesn't sound yeah. terrible That's or like scarring, you cool. know, could be worse. So your health class in 10th grade. Yeah. Six months. So was that, I, health I wasn't like PE, was it? Whatever a semester was. No, but it was taught by the same guy. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> high school football coach. Yeah. yeah. Those dudes are always great at sex <laughs> yeah, ed. Solid guy. Um, <laughs> so it was like that Mean Girls scene. Yeah. We talk about I this mean, at least once an episode. <laughs> where the- That makes perfect sense. 
where the, uh, you know, which one I'm talking about, right? Where the football coach is like, if you have sex, you will get pregnant and you will die. <laughs> and it's and like then he the throws condoms coach. at them. Yeah. <laughs> and then he is actually hooking up with a high school student. It's, it's I a mean, whole, that's, that's whole the vibe. Thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> one thing I distinctly remember and I, he, he was very into God and it was public school. And I don't, don't want to like throw him under the bus and say he brought that into the classroom but it was such do a part it of throw who him he was but I, I can't in all honesty because i can't remember it so i can't yeah. say he did that but i do remember being like why is this god guy teaching us about this when we're <laughs> at public school you know what i mean he was so big on god it just felt you, like do you remember if he said anything was he like god wants you to wait <laughs> no but it was very you know he's always praying and that mm. sort of thing you'd see him on the sidelines praying and he'd pray at, yeah. at rallies like to himself he'd like very you know i gotta keep this separate but you're gonna see me do it for me sort of thing. how what was his prayer stance like how could strong. how was it that you could test strong? His whole vibe was like I'm gonna present strength to the world. Yeah. Well, how was he? How would he pray? Would he like stand there with his hands? <laughs> you know I want to like, know. How do you know? Um, <laughs> picture like not necessarily like a hardcore band, but just picture like a bass player doing power stance. <laughs> yep. Just That's like how a, my high school football coach used to pray. Sturdy triangle. Yep. Yeah. Is this a thing in high school football coaches praying that's on the a, sidelines? I feel, I feel like that's a thing. The in whole school. team used to pray yeah. on my uh, they would all like huddle in a circle and like take a knee and pray. Jen, did you go to public school? I sure did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I feel like in public school it's very much like separation of church and state, but also like I'm just don't talk to me while I do it. I'm gonna do it. Don't tell yeah. on me and I won't make you do it. Yeah, and it was, I mean, wow. we were in a small conservative town where um, almost everyone was Christian, so no one was going to complain, right? Yeah. So it, it wasn't like, and again, no one was forced to do it, like you said, but yeah. but there was a strong suggestion that you should fucking kneel right. <laughs> and if we lose yeah. this game, it's because you didn't pray. <laughs> well, that's the thing that you always okay. hear is like, we got to keep prayer in schools, but when what people don't say is that they mean like, you know, Christian right. <laughs> prayer. Like, yeah, set up that Muslim prayer room, you know, yeah. great. I'm all for them. <laughs> That's like, I mean, I'm all for students praying in school if they want to, mm-hmm. but I think like a teacher praying in school, it does give kind of like a weird vibe, right? Like, for sure. Is there like an authority? And then, yeah, if they're then to be teaching about sex ed, does a Christian sex ed teacher like, are they going to go against their beliefs and teach non-abstinence? Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't, it's, I can't even remember. My, I know he took us outside and had a cigarette and put a paper towel over the filter and then took a drag and then showed the paper towel and was like, that's what's going on inside of you. <laughs> what? Wait, then, if, you yeah. smoke, if you smoke. If you smoke, right, yeah. Oh if, you, if you haven't accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, this is what's going on inside of you. You know how people do those, like, um, purity things of, like, oh, if you have sex with more than one person, like, it's, like, chewing the same piece of gum. I thought that the cigarette <laughs> thing was, like, a metaphor no. for that. No, but that's that's kind of what I mean. Where it was like a it was a health class, so it was just like all over the place. Whereas like yeah. you're learning about uh, in quotes sex, but also like cigs are bad, 
I also um, love how he is smoking in the health class. <laughs> He's yeah. like, well, he took us outside. <laughs> I should say. Uh, yeah, he but took he us still outside. Smoked. He still smoked a cigarette. The paper towel did it, if you think about it. <laughs> the paper, right. Yeah. The paper towel. There was okay. another guy that <laughs> came in and was just talking about how his friend did too much acid and you know, now he thinks the people inside the TV are real and he's in a home. And if you do acid, that'll happen to you. And then that, yeah, I, that's kind of, that's kind of how my sex ed went, which yeah. is like, I guess you could say nothing went so on. So they were, yeah, they were scaring you. They were trying to scare you away from all of these things. Yes. Have you done a lot of acid? I've never, I'm scared of it. Oh, and not because of that guy. <laughs> <laughs> not because of that it's guy. It's probably a little bit because of that guy. I'll tell you why. Be honest. <laughs> uh, the 11 hour runtime. Would you want to watch the best movie you've ever seen for 11 hours? My friends did it and they were like, I'm still high. And I just yeah. can't, I don't want to do anything for 11 hours. If you only do like half a tab, it's like only seven hours. Is this true? Yeah, I, totally yeah. true. Can confirm personally. I did a half tab and it started coming down after a few hours and then I was stupid and re-upped because my <laughs> friends did, even though I didn't want to. <laughs> and then, yeah, it was like a 16-hour trip and I was miserable. This is what I mean. So really, I want any really you should be against peer pressure. But the yeah. acid is fine. <laughs> See, and if somebody had told me that you could have a great time just by doing half a tab, you know, and not scared me away from it, then that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Meaning, yeah. <laughs> with sex education, we, we got to be telling people how to do it right, not <laughs> scaring them away right. from it. Yeah, for sure. For real, though. <laughs> Those are our beliefs. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't really remember any of the specific like sex-related lessons that you got in your 10th grade class? <laughs> I remember one, for sure. And this, is, this has nothing to do with like the subject. Of your show, uh, by and large, and so I don't know if you want me to share it, but it's, uh, you know, it's what I remember from the class. Um, okay, uh, there, there was a lesson where there was like a video shown and sort of um, how, how to put in a tampon, basically. And this is like high school, so that mm -hmm. just speaks to like, is that not a little late? You know? Yeah, it's quite late. Um, but, <laughs> it's quite a little late, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's that, uh, and the teacher, I should say for the story, just so you're aware, those listening, uh, I'm a very small man. I'm like 5'6", and in high school I was smaller because that's how time works. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he made a point of kind of tying in sex in general to this video. Uh, oh, God. And used me as an example and let it be known in the class uh, if any men were nervous that they wouldn't fit, direct quote, um, and then sort of like a gesture to imply like during sex, right? Uh, look, women can hold these small tampons, so you should be fine. And then he made like direct eye contact with me. <laughs> and, uh, oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. What yeah. the fuck? So I remember that for sure. But I don't yeah. remember uh, much it's else. ridiculous. <laughs> Why is that topic covered in sex ed classes? It's also wild, too. And I didn't think about this as, at the time. But, like, there could have been, you know, a young lady who really needed that video. And uh, it was then made about my uh, penis instead of 
you know? Yeah. Yeah, what a, pretty weird. Like, inappropriate thing to like single someone like a student out. i just love the plausible deniability of it like on paper nothing was really said and i can't like prove he made eye contact with me you know what i mean like mm-hmm. uh yeah. he could get away with being like i didn't do that that's insane i would never do that but i i walked away being like you did that wow <laughs> like no one no one had that question like he just yeah. brought it up like in wild. case anyone is afraid yeah that they For sure, we did fit. not have a relationship. He knew nothing about me. Like the five, six men in the room, wink, wink. Yeah, he knew uh, absolutely nothing about me. So, <laughs> what a oh. weird thing to say. Super weird, right? Super yeah. weird. So this is. I say that to say I got nothing out of uh, public school sexual education. Yeah. Yeah, I don't blame um, you. <laughs> by by and large, the sexual education I got that was of any value is uh, from the kindness of women throughout my life. <laughs> Great. So, that was, yeah. yeah. Uh, the progress of humanity is due to that, honestly. Yeah. Did you get anything from your parents or anything at home? Nah, I don't want to, you know, they're good people and I love them, but uh, okay. no, I don't think but no. we had any conversation. My mom would... Uh, just say like you better you better wrap it up or you're gonna ruin your life. Sort I mean, of like in passing on my way out the door, that sort of thing, <laughs> or like when I got home or whatever. But yeah, it's more than a lot of people got. I mean, I feel like even just saying that is is like that's that's a that's a good that's a that's something that's, that's acknowledging <laughs> that you might be having sex and that you should use protection. You yeah, know, sure, yeah. It also uh, throws in the element that the act will ruin my life. <laughs> That's yeah. true. <laughs> yeah. It introduces that thought, which, you know. <laughs> More fear. fear. Lots of fear from, from yeah. school at home. That is, uh, that's the talk okay. I got. <laughs> but I'm sure all your friends were talking about it. What did, what did you learn from like peers, friends? Oh boy. Um, the truth, the cold, unadulterated truth is not much. <laughs> Just that uh, everyone wanted to do it and no <laughs> one wanted to talk about it amongst ourselves. Really? For sure, I think, yeah. <laughs> I feel like um, all my guy friends constantly talked about sex, but I guess they were talking more about it in an abstract way than anything like a serious <laughs> yeah me and my friends 100% did not like share <laughs> really anything most of us were like pretty sappy boys and so any sex that was being had was with like someone we for sure thought we were in love with and gonna Aww. be with forever and so <laughs> Uh, that's, you just don't, you know, that's private. Yeah. No one wants to like that's yeah <laughs> dish on that. It's kind of weird, I guess. You sound like know. a good person. Not like my friends who'd be like, <laughs> smell Didn't my fingers, that, you know? Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure though. There were definitely older <laughs> kids in my neighborhood who were gross. No doubt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There always are. <laughs> I... <laughs> It's like why the why in the world would I offer this information up unasked? None of you asked this, but there were kids in my neighborhood who would like. Do you remember like 
early porn on the computer where you had to like wait in front of it to see it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. I remember like being like someone's older brother being like, you got to see this. And it's just like the worst thing you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was for sure around. Yeah. Was that, did you, do you feel like that was a big part of anything that you learned about sex? Yeah, for sure. I don't know if I've like untied this knot in my brain, (laughs) but I remember being like, there's just no chance. Definitely not like my grandparents and for sure not my parents either that they like saw as much porn as I did at a young age. (laughs) Absolutely. I I remember being like, (laughs) there's a chasm here. I don't know what that means, and I don't know what effect that will have, but I know it's there. Yeah, that's a that's a big question for, like, a 13-year-old to be wrestling with. Right. <laughs> like, what are the greater implications of my life? <laughs> I just remember being like, they don't know about this because they didn't have a computer. They don't know about this. And I, that's yeah, true. I, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I just remember thinking, that's wild. It definitely is something that probably has affected a lot of our generation and younger generations in a way that we still don't totally know yet. Right. It's yeah. weird that there's not like, what, um, I don't know, I'm trying to think like a <laughs> defining study. documentary about it, you know, like <laughs> one that everyone references, like a cultural touchstone yeah. of like what porn mm. meant to people our age. Yeah. I always find it that hard to reconcile with the fact that we know that teenagers today are having like the least amount of sex at any point throughout history. Like our parents having way more sex than we did when they were teenagers, their parents the same, like even throughout the thirties and stuff, like teenagers were fucking, (laughs) but, (laughs) but, but honestly, they're really not like Gen Z, even millennials. Like a lot, a lot of people don't lose their virginities, quote unquote. until throw out a theory? Yeah, Mm -hmm. do it. Um, It's not the same thing, but when you're young, those two worlds are like, kind of running parallel to each other. Um, when I was in high school, binge drinking was like what you did. That mm-hmm. was like a part of, you know, the culture where I was from. Uh, my little cousins told me no one binge drinks. It's not a thing anymore because what? everyone is afraid of ending up on the internet. Oh. And so I know like, you know, early sex or whatever isn't the same thing as binge drinking, but I wonder how much like, I'm alive in real life, but I also have this other life on these various platforms plays into, I mean, it can't have no effect on their day-to-day lives. Yeah. That's an interesting, that's an interesting point. So you're saying that they're worried about having consequences that might end up online in some way or another. When I was a kid binge drinking, the only consequence was, is a neighbor going to call the cops? That was it. Outside of that, you know, no one's going to put you on the internet, like puking or something. Now everyone has phones and they can capture every moment here. I was hoping that it was maybe that sex education got better and (laughs) 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 it still could be, I guess. It also could be the fact that there is so much porn available. So there's like maybe some facets of that. Maybe the sheer amount of porn keeps them satisfied or, <laughs> or it terrifies them of having sex. I don't know. Both could be true. <laughs> <laughs> so as you started to become, you know, 
moved into a sexual journey? I mean, it sounds like you're kind of a serial monogamist. Is that uh, spurts would go through spurts. spurts? Yeah, but like you're kind of a sounds like you said sap, sappy sappy young I'll put man. It so to you, to you like this, I've never cheated. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, but I, have you been like have uh, you like dated around? Did you? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. How do you feel? I mean, you, you did mention earlier that a lot of your sex education came from very nice women that helped educate you. So can you tell us a little bit more about what, what that was like? <laughs> um, sure. Uh, various books that were, you know, around. Um, and then also, I think I... Are you just like reading The Feminine Mystique over here? Just I like- have. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, feminine Mystique, a lot of Maggie Nelson. Um, you know, just stuff. And uh, mostly, I mentioned like my friends are kind of sappy boys. But I... I don't know. I had a weird sort of emotional attachment uh, to sex on the entrance, right? And I think if that's the case, you tend to sort of just like listen more because mm-hmm. it's like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no clue. I know I want to, but I have no idea. And so you, you yeah. kind of just uh, follow the lead, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why do you say it was a weird emotional attachment to sex? Because I think that's kind of weird, to be honest. I feel like... Um, even though I wasn't raised religious mm-hmm. and I wasn't, uh, I don't know, I didn't have any hard like isms attached to my upbringing, but I still found a way to like treat sex as if it was um, just like a very serious thing. Yeah. When I think uh, if, you know, the education had been better, like, in nowhere in the education is like pleasure involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that make sense? It's yes. all just yeah. like, right? This is the most serious thing in the world with dire consequences and it can be done wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, okay, I guess I'll just follow that suit when, uh, you know, I probably would have been less like anxiety ridden in the beginning if I had mm-hmm. known two people can just have fun. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I, learn that through kind women <laughs> right through like doing it yourself and being like oh this is this right. is the way right. yeah yeah yep, and been there <laughs> trying not to like uh impart what i think it means on a partner mm-hmm. you know letting them be like oh okay that's what it means to you got it it can mean that as well i had no idea how do you think that, I mean, what was that kind of communication like? Because I know, for, like, same for me, a lot of what I learned about sex was through just experimenting with partners, but I feel like there wasn't a lot of dialogue included in that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of why it was a little hard to answer your question. But yeah. uh, at the end of the day, I more or less just followed leads. Mm-hmm. Um, some were very dialogue and that wasn't until I got older. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Early twenties and stuff. Definitely learning, learning a lot, but no, uh, articulate dialogue attached to that learning. Yeah. 
Can you imagine a world where, you know, we all learned how to have conversations like that when we were in high school? <laughs> I think that they probably are somewhere, right? Hopefully. I don't know. We, Where's we this magical land? I was yeah. going to say, I do have a question for you guys. In yeah. doing this show, is there anyone that you've talked to whose sex ed experience seemed like, like, oh, okay, this is the way it should be done? <laughs> or is it, we're just done across the land <laughs> from sea to shining sea? We've even talked to some international people. Um, I, I, I think there was... There are like moments of brilliance, right? Where you're like, oh, yeah. that, that sounds nice. But uh, I think my take by and large is no. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. I had a feeling. <laughs> okay. the, the few people that have had something that sounds close to good, it has definitely not come from school, <laughs> from their parents, you know, being willing <laughs> to sit down with them and have a conversation and talk through uncomfortable things. And yeah. And stuff like that. But, like, I mean, we've interviewed a lot of guests at this point, and that is extra. I think we had one person or maybe two with wow. that. Uh, yeah. So. That's kind of like, I don't know. I feel like, even though, you know, so few people are like Puritans, it's hard to get away from that yeah. sort of approach to it because that's, I mean, I, I didn't pilgrims start this whole mess? Weren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they started a lot of mess, right? I just they, know, they what am I trying to say? Like uh, <laughs> the claws of religion are so uh, yeah, it's like in built America. into this country for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, we've also talked a lot about what it could and should look like, and so I, I have hope that people are starting to get better at it. Like I have heard of, um, I've heard of young kids not necessarily being taught sex ed, but being taught that they can say no to someone hugging them or no to someone touching them. And so that's, that's kind of how you start good sex ed at an yeah. age appropriate level when they're kids, mm -hmm. you have agency over your body. And then that translates later into having agency when you're starting to have sex. So I, I think that it's getting better, but it depends on where <laughs> I, yeah. uh, I get a lot of news about, like sex education laws around the United States because I write about it in our newsletter every week and, or every week, pff, every month. I don't have time to do that every week, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's wild. So like right now there's stuff going on in Florida where they're trying there is, you maybe have heard of it. It's called don't say gay is what people are calling it. And it's this idea that like teachers aren't allowed to, talk about sexuality or gender at all in history in health class or anything and that i mean that's literally going through and it has like tons of support from parents and they're trying yeah. to even they also make have it to out out students too like if they learn that a student is queer they have to like tell their parents yeah i thought that wasn't that one was in texas Oh, is that a different one? I thought it was. Maybe I don't know. There's a, yeah, there's a, there's a lot going on. Oh, maybe you're right. I don't know. There's there's uh, a lot of that kind yeah. of stuff going on right now where they're trying to. Yeah, that's so like. Dangerous. There's one side that's trying to make comprehensive sex education part of the school curriculum, but people without even really understanding what it is, they just have a lot of parents have like a gut reaction of like, no, I don't want my kids learning about this. Cause if they learn about it, then they're going to do it. And I like, 
people want their kids to be afraid of sex so that they don't do it but <laughs> all that does is like create fucked up adults <laughs> yeah yeah there's a belief that like teaching kids about sex condones it when obviously all of the or most of the research into this shows that they wait longer if they know all of the risks and how to think through sexual relationships so it's it's yeah. very sad <laughs> I was taught all about calculus and I can tell you it did not make me want to do calculus. Yeah, so not at all. It's <laughs> so dangerous. It really is. It's really it's really frightening. Yeah. Yep. Do you know what's weird? Um as like becoming an adult, right? Like I'm 31 now. Mm-hmm. When you're like a kid, you know, and you see a law like that, you're like, God, these fucking adults who run this world, they're nuts. And now you're like, these are my peers that think this way. Did you have you see no movies? Did you read not one book? <laughs> Did you see it's no like forget movie? not even experiencing anything, but like you haven't seen one movie that would mm-hmm. make you I don't know. God bless. Well, my hope, I don't know if this is accurate or not, but I'm wondering if a lot of these things are being upheld by still older generations. Like a lot of people like Jen and I are also like, I'm turning 30 very soon actually. And uh, like we're, I think a lot of our peers are just now starting to get involved in politics, particularly local politics, which is where these kind of things matter. Like, Mm -hmm. Voting for president is one thing, but where you can make meaningful change as far as sex education curriculum, that happens at a state and uh, honestly a local a local level as well. So, yeah. You know, and and when you don't have children, you probably also in addition to that aren't you don't care as much about these things as well. So, I don't know, maybe as we're all getting older and <laughs> Hopefully caring about wiser. politics and well, having children's yeah. children we'll figure it out yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whatever those things are called <laughs> wow yeah sorry it's let me fine. put a damper a, on your it's all gonna your... be fine no you're fine <laughs> it's just uh, it's wild you know it's just like get a fucking hobby yeah <laughs> my yeah. hobby is making sure that kids are frightened of sex and never want to have it yeah that's like that it's just like you you see uh, you can just imagine how brutal their facebooks have to be well yeah <laughs> the I parents mean, involved in that it's like get a hobby that's like i'm i'm making a joke but i think that is kind of some of the line of thinking like if if kids think that sex is only okay in a very specifically laid out kind of way then that kind of like pushes them towards this like church religion pipeline which then you know they get married young and have kids and send those kids to church and then all those people grow up in this church and pay their tithes and amen that's my religious sex education conspiracy theory and it seems (laughs) to be like a vocal minority as well that makes these changes like i think we've seen this with critical race theory stuff which is like not even a real thing that's being taught. So I can't believe I'm saying it, but uh, <laughs> you know, you, you have like a handful of parents that they get mad, but they get really fucking mad and they show up to all the, all the board meetings and they make a big stink. Whereas parents who might think it's a good idea or just don't feel as strongly are not, not as vocal. And so they, yeah, 
their, their considerations aren't really taken into account, but um, yeah, I don't know. I wish, I wish we could just wave a magic wand and all the things would go away. Yeah. It's it's easy to present these things as scary to people that maybe don't aren't passionate about it. So if you're vehemently against comprehensive sex ed in school, you can be like, "This school's to teach these sixth graders how to fuck each other in the butt." Do you want do you want your kids learning that? And the parents are like, "Oh my god, no!" Yeah. <laughs> oh my They're god, like, do you want your kid on Euphoria? <laughs> yeah, is that what you want? <laughs> Do you want your kid to do so much acid that they think the people on the TV are real? <laughs> I do want that for my kids, actually. Thank you. Meanwhile, that guy's probably just like happy as shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for real. <laughs> I hope so. When I was when I was in my really long acid trip, I was not happy. I <laughs> was not happy. I still think the lesson here is like moderation, right? They're like, he did so much acid that this yeah. is how he is. But there is a, an amount of acid you can do. That's fun. <laughs> that will not get you there. <laughs> and your challenge is to find what that line is. <laughs> I'll get back to you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good luck with that. Yeah, you can uh, come back on the podcast and tell us about your acid cool. acid trip journey. <laughs> or you might think that all the people you see in your screen are real and, and be too afraid. I don't know. They are, aren't they? On some level. Right, that's what I was thinking. Like, I mean, people in your TV are He's not real. wrong. He's not yeah. wrong. <laughs> 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 okay. Um, so I guess we have our final question. How, how do you wish that your sex education had been different? Are there ways that you think it would have made your life a little better, easier? Yeah. Um, I wish they were uh, involving people who that's all they did. Mm-hmm. I, does that make sense? Like instead yeah, of a yeah. football coach who also teaches uh, people how to play pickleball, <laughs> who also teaches about how cigarettes are bad, it was just like one person who only teaches sex ed to kids, and that's mm -hmm. their entire job. Mm -hmm. Um. And I know that that industry exists, and I know yeah. that the, like those people existed when I was in school, mm -hmm. and it would have been nice to have heard their take on it as opposed to, you know, just, just like some guy who's doing five jobs. Yes. I mean, there's definitely not enough room in my brain to have enough knowledge to teach pickleball and sex education. Right. He was also gotta, a pastor, too. Oh, my God. So he's doing that what one day a week, but if that's never ending, that's the you're doing that every night because yeah. yeah, you believe in that. So yeah, my I, dad was a pastor, and I cannot fathom him also coaching football and teaching sex ed. That's what I mean. Like I, it, I guess it, how I would have liked it to have gone differently was like experts involved. Yeah, definitely. It's not even experts. Like they don't have to have like you know all these published articles. It's just like. Someone who's working in that business and wants yeah. to be in that business. That's a whole field, you know? And yeah, there's yes. so there's so much there is legitimately like so much to learn to be able to like scientifically, accurately, kindly communicate about sex right. to children in a way um, that makes them comfortable. This so. is like in all of the public school sex ed stuff, no one asked a question. 
which seems wow. insane because yeah. as wow. a kid, you have so many questions. Yeah. So it's like that should just tell you like everything you need to know. Well, they probably weren't comfortable asking right. your like mean pastor no. football coach. He's probably going to make fun of them. Of course. <laughs> it's like, why would I ask, you know, a question? That's, I would, that would be the worst case scenario right now. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I, I'm all for having sex educators come in and teach sex ed. Like you could just make it a week of health class, bring a right. different teacher in, tell the normal teacher to go to, uh, I don't know, Canada or something, go on vacation. Yeah. I don't know why I picked Canada. <laughs> <laughs> just get them far. Get them yeah, far away. Just yeah, go away. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for joining us, uh, Michael. Can you tell us a little bit about you know some of the stuff that you're working on and where people can find your work and follow you? Sure. Um, I do a podcast called Work Sucks. I know. Uh, it is. I'm a comedian in my heart uh but on paper i'm a butcher and uh it's the balance of those two things almost drove me insane because to be a butcher you have to wake up very early and to be a comedian you have to stay out very late so i was kind of just burnt out um so i started a podcast to talk to other people about how they balance what they want to do with what they have to do and if they can pull off that tight wire act uh i thought i could learn something so i think it's funny and i think uh if nothing else, if you have a job that's killing you, you'll relate to it. Yeah, it's a real, it's really good. I've listened to quite a few episodes, and it's it's super inspirational. And I was on it. So, you were on it. Yeah. I was on it. Yeah. Anyone who listens can listen. That was a great episode. I got a lot of feedback. Oh, thank got a lot you. Of feedback. <laughs> I I have a question actually for yes. you, real quick. Why do you have to butcher meat in the morning? Why is that a morning job? Because. <laughs> That's a phenomenal question. Fair. <laughs> Never considered it myself. Um, I think we open the doors and people mm. are like already ready to come in. So I think it's it's just to keep up with demand. I, guess. I see. So you yeah. can't. Maybe you know. Maybe there's there's a market here for afternoon. <laughs> I, shops. Yeah, I think. <laughs> but then here we go. If I did that, I'd have to miss open mics. That's true. Keep being, it's a never-ending hamster wheel. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I feel that. Yeah. This is the point and, of the uh, podcast. If you want to hear <laughs> other depressing things, you can follow me on Twitter, I guess. <laughs> that's kind of the only oh social media I like. That was the best tagline for someone <laughs> to follow a Twitter that I've ever heard. <laughs> Yeah. I don't think your Twitter's depressing. Thank you. That's nice of you. Some, yeah, I wonder. <laughs> so... That's that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, thank you so much. Yeah, definitely go follow Michael and check out check out all his stuff. And yeah, thanks thanks again. Thanks yeah, for joining thank you. us. Yeah, have a blast. Thanks. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Sex Ed Shouldn't Suck. As always, you know where to find us on email, hello at sexedshouldn'tsuck.com, as well as on our website, www.sexedshouldn'tsuck.com. And, of course, follow our Instagram, which is sexedshouldn'tsuck. Y'all, I'm feeling pretty pumped about the rest of the season. Next week, we are going to be interviewing Margaret Myers, who is working on a book about the history of sex education, which when I found that out, I was like, 
gimme. <laughs> but it's a really good episode. She has a lot of knowledge and it's a great way to wrap up the season. So definitely tune in next week for Margaret Myers. And then we're going to be taking a small break after that. But I'm serious. I'm so excited to get another season out. So keep your ears or eyes peeled. I know I've made that joke on here like a thousand times, but you're just going to have to deal with it. And sign up for our newsletter that time of the month on Substack for more updates on what we have going on. I'll keep y'all informed there about season four, when it's going to be coming out, what kind of stuff we're going to be doing. I think we're going to change up a few things like who's going to be hosting most of the time and who we interview, etc. So it's going to be really cool. Super excited about it. Yeah. Go give us um, a subscribe on our newsletter again that time of the month. Or you can look up Sex Ed Shouldn't Suck on Substack. And that is where you'll find us. Hope you all have a good week. We'll see you next time with our final episode of Season 3. Woohoo! very distracted today can you all tell <laughs> can we ask about i i don't know it's just one of those days yeah sure you know i no. i i stayed up late doing the crossword <laughs> <laughs> and then i slept in late <laughs> and it threw everything off so you're just reeling from the the crossword yeah, yeah.